is uh, Paramedic Review, Unit 6, Part 6, Altered Mental Status Cases, and this is case number two. So you've got a um, nine-year-old boy complaining of head, neck, and chest pain, history of presenting injury. He was the front seat passenger in a car involved in an 80 kilometer an hour head-on MBC, wearing a seatbelt, airbag deployed. What's the problem right off the bat here? He's in the front seat, yeah. 12 and under should not be in the front seat uh, because their, their necks are weaker, their height may not be adequate, and the atlanto-occipital joint is not as uh, stable as it is as you get older. And that airbag comes out at between 200 and 200 kilometers an hour, so even a slow speed collision, doesn't have to be 80, can be a 30 kilometer an hour crash. The speed of that airbag can cause an atlanto-occipital dislocation, which is a decapitation, an internal decapitation, right? They sever the cord of that level and they're dead. I can't tell you how many times I've uh, gently berated parents who had their kids in the front seat. And uh, I'll do it now as a lay person, um, you know, with a neighbor, and I would pull over in the passenger side of the ambulance and roll down the window and say to dad or mom, you know, is that child 13 or older? And if they said no, I'd say that kid needs to go in the back seat for his own safety. And uh, you know, they go, thank you. Or uh, <laughs> no, no one, no one ever did that to me, but uh, most, <laughs> they're thinking, no, most often, you know, they say, Jimmy, I told you, you need to sit in the back seat. <laughs> the ambulance driver said you should. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Back facing car seat. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, every once in a while, every once in a while, you see those memes, you see those memes, stupid old people, eh, people my age, we're so stupid. Um, <laughs> you see those memes, you know, with all these kids piled in the, in the station wagon saying, you know, I, you know, uh, yeah, we turned out okay. Yeah, no, you didn't, like most of you died. Um, <laughs> like, you maybe survived, but more people died and end up quadriplegic uh, back then than they do now, so shut up. You know, people just, people are delusional about their past, eh? It's like, oh, we were smarter than kids today, and uh, I love paramedics. Oh, we learned to think critically back then. No, you didn't. I've worked with you. You still can't think critically. Like, I have no filter now that I'm older, eh? Just like, I'm, uh, on social media, I'm pretty much hated by most people <laughs> unless they unless they see eye to eye with me then we're good but if you know anyone disagrees with me people hate me because I speak my I speak my mind uh, it's a danger when you're older but you know if you're introverted like me you don't give a crap what other people think so uh, okay so yeah uh, shouldn't be in the front seat uh, number one um, I'm not gonna lecture the parents right away but uh, in the hospital um, if I don't lecture them, the nurses will, for sure. So your first impression, this kid's pale, restless, confused, crying. So um, head, neck, and chest, pale and restless. 
in shock or not shock? shock? Yeah, basically, you know, if a kid's showing any altered mental status, like restlessness, they're in shock until proven otherwise. Now, um, can you say definitively they're in shock? Can you prove they're in shock? No, but uh, if we assume they're in shock, then we'll treat them accordingly, which means minimal scene time, possibly fluid resuscitation, possibly uh, transport to a trauma center and make that decision. That's the key, right, is to recognize a patient who's sick. Um, if you don't recognize that a kid who's restless is sick, then you're going to make mistakes. You're going to delay scene time. You're going to transport to the wrong hospital. So we're immediately when I see a kid who's restless and pale, I'm thinking already shocky. I'm going to, you know, get some vital signs and so on. But um, so on primary, he's got a rapid 30 pulse, neurologically alert, no recall of the event. That, what does that tell you, no recall of the event? Yeah, possible head injury and possible loss of consciousness. Yeah. So good chance they lost consciousness, right? If they have no recall of the event, possible loss of consciousness. So when I report to the nurse, I'm going to say, um, you know, the nurse says, did he lose consciousness? I'll say possibly he has no recall <coughs> of the event. And no recall of the event usually means LOC. Okay. So what else here? Um, unsure of the month, where he is, he keeps repeating the same questions. So that's classic head injury, right? The, uh, um, Groundhog Day Syndrome. You've seen the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? You know where he gets to repeat the same day over and over again until he finally falls in love? Or, well, well, he's, he fell in love the first time until she finally falls in love. <laughs> that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. The, the funny part is that he keeps dying and then repeats the same day <laughs> over again. Anyway, it's a hysterical movie. Um, uh, medical history, so uh, no medical history, no meds, no allergies. Thank you very much. It makes the paperwork easier. Um, heart rate's 154, respirates, respirates 44, BP's 96. On 54, SPO2's 100% on room air. ECG, sinus tack, um, temps 36.2, pupils are 5 by 5, and capillary blood glucose is 10.2. Uh, so a couple of things here. Is the patient a hypotensive, according to your medical directive? No. no. Um, do they meet your medical director for fluid resuscitation? No. no. Do they need fluid resuscitation? Not really. Maybe. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know, right? Uh, personally, I would patch for that kid. Uh, because if you wait till the pressure drops to below 2 times age plus 70, it's maybe too late. Because you know that kids will hold their blood pressure and then very suddenly deteriorate, right? And that's critical. And the, most, uh, the worst thing for a head injury is not hypoxia, although that's terrible. It's hypotension, hypoperfusion. Hypoperfusion is more is worse for head injury than hypoxia. So, not that we would, not that they're mutually exclusive. That we would address one and ignore the other. But um, hypoperfusion is worse than hypoxia for head injury. So, I would patch to get a uh, an order to, to fluid resuscitate. And if the doc says no, I would say, at what point would you like us to fluid resuscitate? And they might say, well, just transport because you're fairly close to the hospital. Or, you know, if the pressure drops below 90, start fluid resuscitation. You know, which would be better than waiting till it drops below 2 times 8 plus 70. Okay, so um, the other thing I want to ask you about is his um, blood glucose is 10.2. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Is that weird? Yeah. Here. 
Yeah, exactly. Blood sugars are going to be elevated in a fight or flight response always, right? So any trauma patient, any postictal patient, blood sugars are likely to be high. Any any surge of catecholamines, blood sugar is going to be high. So that's not unusual to be 10.2, not at all. Even 12 or 13, not unusual. Uh, it's a sympathetic response. So fight or fight or flight response, right? Because you need sugar to produce energy in a fight or flight response. So on exam, his face is red. What's that from? Airbag. Airbag. Um, he's got some white powder around his face. What's that from? Airbag. Cocaine, yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Carfentanil, yeah. He has a hard life. Again, again, our air, airbags were filled with cocaine. Yeah, so airbags. <laughs> we're filled with carfentanil. And um, uh, can you absorb carfentanil on your skin? No. No, it's a big myth. All these cops who are fainting and collapsing on stretchers from exposure to carfentanil, it's all complete and utter bullshit. It's all a myth. Yeah. It's, it's paranoia, right? Uh, and, uh, but no, it doesn't happen. No. Now, if you, sh you know, took a pile on your finger and shoved, uh, shoved it up your nose, it would absorb, for sure. If you put it in your mouth, it might absorb some, but no, on your skin, not an issue. I've been to calls for heroin overdoses where um, I'm picking up the drug paraphernalia to have a look at it, because I think it's heroin, and the cop's saying, oh, don't touch that, don't touch that. I'm like, Buddy, it's okay. It's all right. I'm a professional. <laughs> What I should have done was, I'm a professional, picked it up and going, oh, God, I'll feel <laughs> 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 All right, red, face is red, C-spine's tender, oh, crap. Right lateral chest is tender with no bony crepitus uh, or subcutaneous emphysema. He's got good bilateral errantry. Abdomen's soft, non-tender, pelvis is clinically stable, extremities are uninjured, no motor or sensory deficits. So, um, cause of his altered mental status? Head injury. Uh, why the high blood sugar? We talked about that. Um, immobilize? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He meets the criteria for um, spinal motion restriction. I always want to say spinal mobilization restriction, spinal motion restriction, spinal motion restriction. Um, and um, priority and CTAS? What would you give me for a priority? Four, Four yes. CTAS? Two. Two. Good. And trauma center or no trauma center? So it depends partly on your criteria. Now, if, you're, if your trauma center takes kids or, you know, like if you're in proximity of SickKids Hospital, yes. If you're in proximity of uh, um, McMaster Children's Hospital, yes. Um, so I would probably take this kid to a trauma center or a kids hospital. For sure. Prevention, we talked about um, airbag in the front seat. Those kids should not be in the front seat. And so um, if you're going to have a talk with a parent afterwards, I would have a talk with them, maybe an earshot of the kid so the kid can hear too. <laughs> yeah. I would never do that. No, I, I would never do that. I might even be, uh, you know, as much of a 
you guys know what a bastard I am, but as, uh, that aside, you know, when I'm with the parents, I'd be as empathetic as possible. Like, I know it's difficult to keep these kids in the backseat because they desperately want to sit in the front, but, but they need to sit in the front. And for the kid to hear me saying that in uniform will go a long way, right? Because then the dad or the mom can turn to the kid and say, look, the ambulance driver said so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll just walk away nodding my head and fucking rush a sugar, rush a sugar, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay.